Welcome to the For Fox Sake podcast. By the fans, for the fans. With all the news, views and discussion from two lifelong Leicester City supporters. It's your show, so get in contact. Make yourselves heard. What's your opinion? The only Leicester City podcast that's by the fans, for the fans. This is For Fox's Sake. Hello and welcome to For Fox's Sake, episode 53. And uh, it's me, Pete LB, and Rob Hayes. For a change. For a change. We like to keep things really interesting on this podcast. And we're not live at the King Power Stadium. And there's no helicopter landing in the garden. Well. Oh, obviously the helicopter that took me to For Fox's Sake HQ... That's now gone away and it'll come back later. That's in your yeah. private helicopter hangar. Yes. Hmm. Which is obviously not near your house because that would be too noisy. Yes, exactly. Um, so, uh, hello. You all right? I'm all right. Are you? I am fine, but it seems that every other Leicester fan isn't. Miserable, whinging, fickle fools. Good. Damn. It's not like anything good happened in the last year or so. Um, not like we're Premier League champions or anything. No. Um, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Because... What did you expect? It's 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 weird because I'm so laid back about things. I it's not that I don't care. It's um it's that I I presume everything's going to be fine. If it isn't, it doesn't really matter at the moment because we're still on the high from last year. But it seems that at the end of the world is nigh, according to lots of fans. First of all, let's just get the the um the elephant in the room out of the way. The um the viral clip of the six oh six caller. Yes. Now, the thing is, if you're not a Leicester fan or you don't listen to uh, certain stations over the years, uh, Radio Leicester basically, um, then Sean from Enderby is a, is a well-known, well, I think troll is basically the word. <laughs> well-known doom and gloomer. He's, he, well, he's, he's, I think he's a troll. Uh, he, he trolls the phone-ins and I don't think he's let on now because of he just comes out with stupid things. And unfortunately, Five Live caught it. Straight away, and he was there talking nonsense, absolute nonsense, absolute but, bobbins. But the problem is, everyone's took it quite seriously, and uh, it's not really a problem because it doesn't really matter. But uh, so that's that's just to clear that up out of the way. If anyone's mentioned that or you've seen that, don't worry about it. It's a well known, well known troll, really. And it's rare that everybody agrees with Robbie Savage. Yeah, I mean his reaction was perfect. I mean, for those of you who didn't see it, he basically phoned in and says that Ranieri should be sacked and bring back Nigel Pearson because Ranieri's lost the dressing room. And, and have we always had that team spirit under the Nigel. Team spirit under Nigel Pearson when we've just drawn two two with a late goal when we've played badly. Um, having uh, having just won the Premier League the oh, season before. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah um, that one. So so there's that. Um, first of all, I, 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 there was a question on Twitter. Um, did you ask said question? I asked said question, the Sunday question, which we used to do, and I just thought we'll do it again. Um, and the Sunday question was, out of 10, rate Leicester's season. Mm-hmm. So the categories, which you don't know, because you didn't I don't. No, I didn't. I'm, I'm not as up to speed with Twitter as I should be. So the categories are, there's only four, because that's the maximum you can have. Mm-hmm. So I did 0 to 2, yep. 3 to 5, mm-hmm. 6 to 8, and 9 to 10. Okay. So out of 10... Out of those categories, what would you rate Leicester's season so far? Mm, the third one. So you go six to eight? Yeah. Well, you'll be in the majority. Mm-hmm. Because 52% said six to eight. Uh, 41 said three to five. 
Come on. Seven <laughs> percent um, said naught to two, and who who basically you could easily have a few random fans of other clubs in there. Of course, um, you could. Sean, from, Sean from Enderby probably. Yeah. Been on. Who who by the way we don't know. So if you do know him and that, then you know that's fine. But that's just our opinion that he's you know just a bit of a troublemaker and likes to get his voice on things. Mm. Um, saying that I was on BBC Merseyside this week. Were you? Yes. What for? Oh, actually, sorry, the end of last week. Uh, they wanted to know about Leicester. It was a Champions League. It's all about the Champions League. They they we, they spoke about the Premier League. Uh, it was really good, actually. Um, and they wanted to know about the Champions League and how Leicester has reacted as a city and how the fans are and all that. And they mentioned the Premier League. And but I, I just said what I've been saying for weeks and that, you know, they, I said, we've gone to places and we got smashed by Liverpool and Chelsea and so has everyone else. And says, we you know, what else? What do you expect? Mm. What do you expect? The players are only human. And uh, I overheard actually at the uh, at the previous game at the um, the Champions League game um, on the table next to us before you arrived. Actually, um, was Mark Pugach, yeah, uh, the, the presenter on on ITV and on Five Live, um, and I basically sat there listening to their conversation because I had the back to them as you do. And uh, he was talking about Leicester, and a few people came in. Um, from from the club and that, and they were talking to him quite loud. And, and he says, he, he did say he put he said he put his arms out. And he goes, well, what do you expect? He goes, they're human. They've just won. The league. Of course, he says they're going to be fine. But of course, they're going to drop off. And of course, and then they're really trying for the Premier League. It's not that they don't care about. Uh, sorry, for the Champions League. It's not that they don't care about the Premier League. They're just they're, that's human nature. It was always going to happen. Yeah. Um. But anyway, back to the uh, back to the what do you call it? Back to the uh, the. Poll. Sunday poll thing. The Sunday poll. Yeah, so 7% not to 2. 41% said uh, 3 to 5. 52 said 6 to 8. And no one said 9, out, nine or 10 out well, of 10. Well, it's not a 9 out of 10 out of 10 season, is it? But I yeah. would have said I would put it in a 7. Yeah. Because you've got the the Champions League is a 10. It's a bona fide yeah. 10, yeah. isn't it? And the league's about a 5. And the league is about a 5, roughly, yeah. So there's but, but we're not bothered about it being a five, no. Because, because a seven out of ten, if if that improves and you get to a sort of seven out of ten Premier League season, you finish in the top ten pretty much or it, mid table. And we said before the start of the season, eighth to tenth, something like that, and a decent run in the Champions League, we'd be more than happy. Exactly. And we spoke about it at the at the, at the game in midweek about the fact that they're not playing well in the Premier League. And I think Sunday's game, sorry, Saturday's game against Middlesbrough. Prove that really. Mm-hmm. Um, were you there? No, no, I wasn't there either. No. How many times has none of us been there? That is a very rare it's occurrence. A, it, is, it is rare. So we are going on. I mean, people are out there going, "Well, why should I listen to these two talk about the game?" They they weren't there, and obviously, people around the world listen to the podcast. But obviously, we keep our ear to the ground, and we had a word with people who was there, and uh, and we've watched the extensive <coughs> highlights. Yeah, okay, we'll talk about the highlight. What are you talking about, match of the day? Well, uh, any kind of anything that masquerades itself as highlights from that game. Okay, now if you had not listened to the game, or if you didn't keep up to date with the ins and outs of the performance and, and all that, and just watched match of the day, or just watched Goals on Sunday, or any other highlights programme, what would you have, what would your conclusion been from the game? Bit of a battle, didn't play our best, but still got a point out of it by by sticking with it to the very end. Exactly, and and from 
my point of view, and I was working at the time, so when I saw the highlights on, on Match of the Day, you watched them and you went, well, and this was the, the reaction of a lot of people who aren't Leicester fans. They were, it's, I, I've heard it was the worst game of all time. And looking at the highlights, you hit the bar with what would have been goal of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, and also a lot of credit to Mares. What a great, great control and, and cross. And obviously the overhead kick was brilliant. But there was real chances at the end and you look like the team who maybe deserved to, to win. Obviously, that wasn't the case. A draw might have been a, a fair result on the chances, but they did play well, Middlesbrough, and we were quite poor in general play. You know, that wouldn't be highlighted. And um, But we drew. We fought till the end, and we got a point, and we're playing quite poorly in the Premier League. Will that change? Well, you, you're not too sure whether it will change, but... You'd imagine so. Getting getting the odd point when you're playing badly is not a bad thing. No, it's it's a sign of of the fact that there is still plenty of fight, plenty of spirit in the team. Ranieri, Sean from Enderbury, has not lost the dressing room, by the way, because he just hasn't. Um, teams go through bad patches. the The fact that you come out of winning the Premier League into a season of expectancy from a lot of Leicester fans unfounded from our point of view because we came in expecting nothing from the Premier League this season. Yes, it'll pick up, I think. There's a there's a sort of gap over Christmas in Champions League football where it doesn't really happen for six, seven, eight weeks and Christmas is always a good point to get some points on the board. Get a decent run throughout Christmas, then come into the new year, refocus on the on the Champions League again. I, I think we'll go, come into the turn of the year about 10th. Because it's so tight in the middle, and we've said we'd be happy with eighth, and we're what three points off eighth. The thing is, I mean, just to play devil's advocate, the game at the weekend is Sunderland away, and gotta if, win it. Well, no, but that's what I'm saying. That it because we are down there, if we if we get slowly dragged in towards the bottom three, which I know we're only two points away from, but if we actually get in the bottom three, that becomes a bit of a problem, then doesn't it? I mean, it doesn't mean it's the end of the season because look at something like Stoke and they've shot up the league after a very poor start so it can change and uh, we'll talk about possibility of signings in a bit but um, I'm concerned that of the way we're playing but I'm not surprised I think the lack of Schmeichel the lack of drink water any club is going to miss those two sorts of players it doesn't matter who you are I mean imagine if Hugo Lloris was out for a period of time with Harry Kane so along them lines, it's uh, at Tottenham or or at Chelsea. Okay, they've got a lot more cover. But if Eden Hazard wasn't playing and 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 Costa wasn't there, then though of course they're going to they're going to miss those sort of players. We haven't got that cover. Our, our midfield of King and our Marty, you would want one of them either side of King. Uh, I'll say the drink water. Yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah. But but playing them two in midfield, they didn't perform very well by all accounts. Um, King got man of the match on Radio Leicester. I think best of a bad bunch is possibly the the same Work, with that. Worked hard. Don't we, worked work, hard. don't we always say that about him? Exactly. So, yes, it's disappointing. Um, how long have you been going to watch Leicester City for, Rob Hayes? Oh, a couple of decades. Over 20 years, I'd say. Have you seen them play really badly? Yes. Have you ever booed Leicester City? Never. Now, I have. Okay, but I'm talking about sarcastic, uh, like the Holloway era. You know when it was absolutely dreadful, like as in funnily bad. I used to work at the ground um, 
taking bets and uh, I, I used to run the away end for years it was great and um and basically we always met up just before half time and sat and watched second half in the uh, in the main stand in the in the west end at the king power this is this is years ago like the holloway era the martin the the real just the gary dross. Mexon, the oh it was dross. and yeah. and we sat there and and, I was, and a lot of the lads were all um fans of other clubs and we just sat there laughing for the second half basically and it was terrible and booed and all that sort of thing but like I'm, you've never seriously sat there and gone I've, that's the club i love yes boo I've, I've never i've never paid to go and then boo I completely understand if if you want to because at the end of the day you have paid your money so you've got the and right to do You've probably paid a lot of money. Exactly, you've got the right. I mean we're Christ, we're lucky, you know. Yeah. Um but like if you've paid the money you can do whatever you want really within reason obviously. But you can boo if you like. I don't know about booing now. Cry, you know, you know. At half time. At half time you is it was it 1-0 at half time? I can't remember. I uh, I can't remember as well. I think it was 1-0. And uh yeah Yes, I know you're losing one nil at home to Middlesbrough, but my God, booing! Stupid. Yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit silly. Now, and again, the atmosphere—I thought the atmosphere was very flat against um, West Brom, mm-hmm. um, and I thought the atmosphere was flat. I, I thought it was quite flat in the Champions League against Bruges yeah, because we were two nil so. up and it was kind of coasting really. But um, and it wasn't a particularly good game in patches either. Yeah, and I'm not saying it needs to be as loud as last season. Oh, sorry, it'd be nice if it was as loud as last season. But um, you won't ever be as loud as last. That that was just off the scale. Yeah, and that's not just on the pitch, but off the pitch, crowd and everything. It, it, that's what people need to realise. Last season won't happen again. You have to start again and go with the club that we've got and the team we've got and the players and the way they're playing. And there's no use saying, yeah, but he was brilliant last season. Yes, you can say that about certain players who are now on top wages, the likes of Mares, etc. But newcomers to the club, which we'll go through in a bit, but I, I just think people are just overreacting massively. Mm-hmm. Is that because we're champions and you know the spotlight's on us? Yeah, maybe. But it's It's just a little bit sad as well, the fact that our home atmosphere was one of the main things that was talked about last season okay yeah the football and the fact that we won the Premier League but the home supporters were very much in the conversation the whole time it was it was it was quite a lot about the team and individuals within the team but a lot of the time it was like yeah but they're being roared on by some great support how are we just over a quarter of the way into the next season after the best season in our entire club's history how does it change just like that how uh, I, I I I could understand it's a bit of frustration with the performance uh, level, bit of frustration with the fact that some of the matches have been a bit turgid. Let's be honest. But how can you how can that be so far from your mind last season? And what happened last season? When, if we ever conceded a goal at the King Power, which didn't happen very often, or we were behind for long periods at the King Power, the crowd for me got louder. They got yeah. even louder, and they go right. We're going to drag these lads out of this hole. You start booing at half time. Whatever's said in that dressing room, whatever they're saying in their minds, thinking, right, second 45 minutes, we'll come out and we'll go... Uh, that's going to be there. They're going to be like, oh, right, we're under even more pressure now because our own fans are against us. The game's not going very well. Results in the Premier League aren't going fantastically well. There's more pressure from the media than there ever has been on Leicester City. Who do you need to get you out of that? The 30,000 blue-shirted people in the, cr- in the crowd. For me. 
There you go, and that's, that's the like, podcast of the week. <laughs> that's like Pete Selby's rant. Oh, I feel like I need a breather after that. Rob Hayes rant. Um, Doesn't happen very often. Would you like uh, to calm down with a stat? Would you like a good stat? Oh, yeah. Now, this, this I completely forgot to say in the last game. Um, as of the Bruges game, mm. Leicester City have spent more on clappers than they did Riyad Mahrez. Yes, enjoyed that. I showed you that actually before the game. You did, I? yeah. Um, and I, I forgot to mention it, but that's that's great, isn't it? We've spent more on clappers than we had Mares. I feel better about things now. Thanks, mm. thanks for that. There you go. Um, so basically, everything's going to be fine. And if it isn't, it doesn't matter because we won the league. But uh, that's that, but that, that's that's the first fifteen minutes of this podcast in a nutshell. Yeah, don't panic. It's fine. Which I think we've said a few times already. But they, that's that's how it is. That's mm-hmm. how it is. Uh, just to say, Slimani scored as well. It's good to see him score a goal with his feet. I know it's a penalty, but still, very good. Mares penalty, very good. They didn't play very well. Missing players, blah blah That's that, we'll see what happens. Um, let's uh, just go on to or look forward to the transfer window. Why not? Um, they've been linked Leicester with the midfielder from Genk. Uh, his name is Wilfred Indidi. Uh, Wilfred and Didi that's going to be fantastic exactly. to commentate on if he comes 14 million the new N'Golo Kante which everyone's going to be signed you know it doesn't really well, matter Mendy, also, Mendy's the new N'Golo Kante isn't he uh, that, you know the uh, the um, Copenhagen midfielder that was good that Delaney I said would be a good signing yes apparently Everton because he's already signed a contract with Werder Bremen uh, oh was, of course he has yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but apparently Everton are all over him trying to get him but not trying to hijack trying that. Trying to hijack the deal. deal. Um, so apparently we're after this Ndidi, um, but we'll see how far that goes. Um, but there was one thing, which I think you mentioned last time, um, but Adrian Silva, mm-hmm. the midfielder that was not heavily linked with Leicester in the summer, it was borderline he's signing. And, and the, he said he'd like to sign. He said he wanted to go. And then at, at the last second, sports in Lisbon as well, so the same club that we bought uh, Slomani from. And all of a sudden... He's then staying. Now, all the rumours at the time for when he said, or when the club said he's, he's staying at Sporting Lisbon was, we're going to sign him anyway. Now, whether that's going to be in the summer or at January, the rumours are now coming back that we're going to sign him in January. A 27-year-old midfielder, uh, ball-playing midfielder, pretty much the perfect player he wants alongside uh, Drinkwater, on paper, that is. On paper, yeah. Um, I mean, you don't know how, how he'll be. 30 million odd, odd quid, mm. as you do. Um I like the fact that we might be going again for him, whether that means that Mendy's injury is more severe than we think. Um, but well, He's back training, is the is the news, but he was back training before and had to have more yeah. work done on that ankle. So And uh, and another story came out about uh, Kaputska, um, obviously the, the Polish winger yes. um, that we've not yet seen in the first team. Um, obviously, it doesn't really matter how much players are bought for unless you're talking in when you get to the 20s and 30s of millions of pounds they need to obviously perform but there's so much money in the Premier League now and especially with Leicester in the Champions League then even if they buy a player for 5 million and he turns out to be an absolute dud it's not the end of the earth now the thing is with Kaputska he was rumoured to have been signed for there you are here's a question and obviously listening to the podcast how much was Kaputska signed for? 7.5 that's roughly what it was, wasn't it, 7.5? But it turns out, and I'm just repeating what I've read, and it wasn't tabloid newspaper, it was the local press, Leicester Mercury, basically, and they're reporting that, actually, we only signed him for £2 million. OK. And the, what, deal, they, the rest were add-ons? 
The deal is it's going to go up to four fairly quickly with a few appearances, and then it will go up to about five or six after he's played X amount of games for Poland and for Leicester and all sorts. So technically, it's only a £2 million signing. So mm-hmm. before everyone starts getting into a bit of a uh, you know, furore about him, you've got to remember that the guy I know he plays for Poland, that's not our fault, but if he's if Ranieri, who apparently this week was quoted saying he's not good enough to be playing for Leicester, that's not what he said at all. People take the out of the, what people have said. Yeah. He basically said he needs to uh, imp- uh, get used to playing at Premiership level mm-hmm. and, and, and 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 gain strength and the pace of the Premier League. Get get well, used to that of, of English football. Exactly. Not saying starters. he's not good enough. Now, if, if there's problems behind the scene, there's problems behind the scene, but. Not at all. He's a young kid. Just because he hasn't played for the first team, well, I'd like to see him play for the first team. Of course, I would. But again, yeah, eventually, I I've seen him play once. Yeah, you said sort of crap. <laughs> yeah, he he wasn't great. He might well have just been having an off day, but he was playing central midfield for the under twenty threes, uh, and he looked a million miles away from being a Leicester City first team player at yeah. that stage, but. He's 19. Yeah. Po- Poland aren't a nation that are blessed with sort of hundreds of players that can play for their for their country. No. They've got a, a number of very, very good players, but a lot of the sort of outside of the starting 11 or starting 11 plus five or six subs or something, the rest are kind of made up of not anybody, but they've got less of a talent pool to choose from. Yeah. So the fact that Kapushka plays international football for his country, yeah, great, fantastic. But it's, it's another thing, it's just a, it's another thing for people just to calm down about just because they've not seen him. Uh, the, the one player is is Gray and there's a real clamor now for him to be playing and has there been problems behind the scenes? I think maybe he might have said a few things because all of a sudden he dropped out of squads, didn't he? Mm. Um and now he's he's back in the fold again and pushing for a, a first team place. I wouldn't be surprised if he's in the first team away at Sunderland. Um, and again, we, we we look at Ranieri, and this is it's not just anyone. I know obviously what happened last year, but he's a, he's an intelligent man. He knows his players, and he really knows his players now, especially after last season. I think he knows the players more than more than any other manager who would have been at the club for the same amount of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he knows what he's doing. So again, I wouldn't worry about it. Um, Two, I'm going to say two words. And what's the first thing that comes into your head? Jamie Vardy. Needs a goal. Needs a goal. He does need a goal. Apparently he was poor at the weekend. Um, only had one shot or touched the ball once. And uh, again, didn't have a chance to score. He did score against um, Bruges. It was offside, but he still scored. Good finish as well. Instinctive yeah. finish. So again, if he's not having the chances to score... Now, is that his fault for movement? Is that his fault for not getting on the end of things? Possibly. But, again, it's not like he's missing sitter after sitter after sitter. No. Not like an Akinbayi or something along them lines. Um, Cheaper than Akinbayi as well. Yeah. Uh, he is nominated for Sports Personality of the Year. I know. I saw that. Not, Ad, not Adi Akinbayi, by the way. Jamie yeah, yeah. Adi Akinbayi. Oh, <laughs> um, what do you reckon about that? Uh, well, he's not going to get it. But it's nice. Yeah, I, I wonder if there's going to be a mad clamour, like a, a, a social media campaign from Leicester to vote for Vardy. If there is, so what? Okay. Are, they, are, we, up, are we up for team of the year? We're not just up for it. We are the one to six favourites to win it. Yeah, there we go. I think the club will put all their weight behind that. Yeah. And I'd... not bother about Vardy. Well, no, but... Does the public vote for team of the year? No. 
Who votes for it? I don't know. Who votes for sports personality? The public? Yes. Oh, okay. I think there's like an esteemed panel who vote for Team Media. Team Media, okay. Um, I think. Um, I think so. So, the one thing I mean, I'm... I had a conversation about this last night with a few friends um, and uh, they all basically turned around and said it's the worst thing ever, it's a horrible thing and the, the, the last 16 are all wrong on it, there shouldn't be 16 people and uh, they only do it to one me because I absolutely love Sports Personality of the Year, I think it's brilliant. So do you think Vardy should get it? I don't think he should get it but I think if you've got 16 people on the shortlist, which should normally be 10 but I presume it's 16 because there's all the Olympians and that and it's 2016, um, is he in the last 16 on merit? Yes. Should be in the last 16? Yes. Should he win it? No. No, it was interesting. I saw a very famous Arsenal fan who likes to... Well, he's on Twitter an awful lot and friends with Donald Trump and was on Good Morning Britain. I won't say his name, but um, he, he actually had him third okay. in, in his final three. Who did he have first? Can you remember? Oh, Andy Murray, who will win it, so... Yeah. Mr. Personality. Well, yeah, he's not quite Mr. Personality, but he should he should win it. Why isn't Mark Selby on the list? But there you go. He's been world number one for ninety three weeks in a row. Reigning world champion. Exactly. Um, yeah. Well, uh, uh, Chris Froome should be on the list. Well, we should set up a separate podcast for sports personality. I'll, I'll, I'll do it. I'll host it. I think it's great. It's also a great betting heat, but that's a completely different conversation. <laughs> that's got nothing to do with the fact that you love it. Yeah, well, yeah. I've some good each way money down the years. <laughs> not, not back into win. It's always the each way terms. Without, who was the rugby player? Who was the, there was a Welsh rugby player who came second or third, and I had him at about 200 to 1 for a, uh, each way because they blocked votes. So everyone in Wales, because I think they won the Six Nations, so they all voted for him. And, uh, was it Williams? Shane Williams? No, it wasn't Shane Williams. It was the kicker. Um, there's my rugby knowledge <laughs> going to the fore. Um, the, the bloke what kicked the egg. Yeah, exactly. He did it, and I've already got a bet on this year's already for a place. So don't share it. Pete the bookie. There's gonna be a, there's gonna be a clamour of people who want to know what I've uh, what, who I've who I've picked. Because this is the thing, right? It's Middle England. They vote for sports personality of the year, and if they like the person, and they go, oh yeah, yeah, then they they will vote. And I've, there's two who I'm thinking about at the moment. This is like Eurovision, isn't it? The With two, block well, voting. The two are... Who's going to get the Baltic vote? I think that uh, Nick Skelton yeah. might get a lot of votes because of his age mm-hmm. and he'll probably cry. Um, and also when people see his family, they're all trainers and, and jockeys and that. And the other one who I think, and I've already got money on it, 66 to 1 for a place, is uh, Max Whitlock. Okay. Very interesting. There you go. Well, you're doing gymnastics at the weekend. I am. I'm going all the way up to Scotland to do some gymnastics. We're not going to do any. You're going to talk about it. Oh, Christ, I'm not going to do any. Commentate it. Mate, have you seen me? <laughs> who, who are you going with? Uh, I'm going with Mark Perkins. <laughs> Faithful listener of For Fox Sake podcast. Yes. So much so, he's got a For Fox Sake mug. He has. Not uh, bought from our official merchandise chain, which doesn't exist. Is he doing any gymnastics? Absolutely not. But we are doing the I'll announcements and the music and... All sorts and a festive themed team acrobatics competition called oh my God. called Jumblies. Right. Anyway, Leicester. Um, <laughs> moving mo- on. Moving swiftly on. Um, so anyway, the game at the weekend. Who were playing? Uh, Sunderland. Sunderland so you, on your doorstep up in Scotland. Um, Sunderland away. Oh, crikey. Um, they've picked up a little bit of form. How would you approach the game? Pace. Uh, attacking intent, 
high press, fluid formation. That's interesting because I possibly would do completely opposite. You're mental, mate. David Moyes is currently playing about seven centre backs in his team. He is he is trumping Tony Pulis on number of centre backs played in team. He's been playing four centre backs at the back and two centre backs in central midfield. I saw a uh, a just giving page this morning. Help feed Tony Pulis because he's broke. How oh, six million pounds he's got to pay anyway. Um, uh, yeah, I would. I would still do the opposite. If 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 they're playing all the centre halves and all that sort of thing, then yes, have a look at their formation and their probable team. But I would just do what we did last year and just sit back and go, "Come on in, come on in. You try and you but try then, and break us down." But they're not going to. No, no, this is what I would do. But they're crap, so they're not going to. I, I would say because last year they're in the same position. We went there, and I know we were we were just about to win a league, or we needed still them points, and um and we just sat there and went, "Go on in," and the first half was dross. And everyone was moaning about it. Uh, I think it was it was that was that when Graham Salmoness he said um, Salmoness. <laughs> that's when he said about them not being champions. Uh, are these going to represent us in the Champions League and all that sort of? Yes, thing. we are, Graham. It was the first half at Sunderland, and Leicester just went, "Come on, in. you play against us. You have the ball, and then when we have the chance, we're going to launch forward." And it took until what the seventieth minute. All of a sudden, bang. Launch forward, Vardy scores, and then we did it again in injury time. Um, I would just do the same. I'd say to Vardy, you stay up top and they will panic. I know we haven't got the drink water in the field for the long ball, but just let them attack us and then we can catch them out. Have Gray on one side, personally, or or even all Brighton if they want, not a problem. Um, and Mahrez on the other side. A few people wanted him dropped uh, or rested, but... Um, I'd still stick with him on that side. I'll stick with him. Stick with the PFA player of the year. Um, and give, give him a go. Well, we need a, if we're going to have a penalty, because we've had a four in three games, so mm. we want someone who can score it. And I know some people have a bit of a question mark over his penalty technique, but he's been scoring them, hasn't he? Um, and I would just sit back and then just completely counter-attack against them. Interesting. Yeah. I would probably play... You'd take the game to him? Yeah. I'd I'd just go and say, look... Let's play. Can we, with the players we've got in midfield, do that? No, but they don't need to go anywhere. What I'm saying is, you'd stick Vardy up top. You play. Somani? No. You play Gray on the left. You play Maris on the right. You play. Okazaki? Okazaki, possibly. Or I was thinking maybe Maris in the middle and Musa wide and not have Okazaki for this particular game because. We don't really need him dropping in. If you're going to press high and you're going to play one and three, and those three can interchange because Gray's proved that he can pop in at ten. Musa likes to play centrally. So those three can be very fluid and in and around their bumbling six-foot-two centre-halves times six. Just get King and Amati to sit. Possibly even think about bringing Hernandez in for Simpson just for a bit more aerial protection for when they if they do get a set-piece. Press, 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 press. Yeah, get the ball off them because they're not a very good football inside. There you go. That's 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 another way. How would you approach the game? Tweet in at FFS Pod for Fox Eight Podcast at Gmail dot com's email address and go on the Facebook and have a look and uh, tell us exactly underneath the episode what uh, what you think. Uh, also, if you do uh, subscribe via iTunes or you can subscribe via iTunes. So if you do use iTunes or you listen to other podcasts, then have a look for for, for Fox Eight on iTunes, it's a good way of uh, 
keeping up to date with the podcast because it appears straight away on there. And uh, we host the podcast on SoundCloud. So if you've not got SoundCloud, it's completely free SoundCloud, just like iTunes. And uh, and you can subscribe to us on there. It's just one way of doing that. And the, Tell um, your friends. Yeah, tell your friends Give about your friends the, the Christmas gift of for Fox 8 podcast. Now, I was going to mention that, but uh, well, I'll come on to that in a sec. Uh, the second one is uh, YouTube. The YouTube channel will be updated very soon. Uh, the reason it's not been updated for a couple of months is because my laptop went bang, and uh, I've now got a new one. So, Oh, treated yourself. I have treated myself to a refurbished second-hand laptop. Very nice. <laughs> but it's, you know. Does it work? It works, and it's a lot faster than the other one because, well, it's, it works. That's the main thing. So the if you're a YouTube listener, um, then um, don't panic. It will be, the, the podcast will be uploaded on there. It just might take a couple of days. But now the laptop's working. Uh, brilliant. Uh, Christmas. Yes. Now, I think in the past, we've kind of done Christmas episodes we have we got um, we you bought some crackers last year that's right i was trying to think what we did um this is, this is my thought process today uh i couldn't remember what we did for for the christmas episodes but anyway this year um i'm thinking uh we, we should do something special obviously because it's the year of the of winning the league okay so um i've got a few ideas but basically anyone out there who has any ideas about what we can do for a Christmas episode. Obviously, when we said this for the 50s episode, we did a live one, live on the radio. Yes, we did. Um, Thank you to Richard at Harbour FM for getting us on. Yes. Hello, Rich. All right. And um, we'll probably come and see you again in the new year when things have calmed down a bit. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, but uh, anyone with any suggestions for a Christmas episode? Because uh, I, the reason I say this is because, again, a lot of people listen to other podcasts to do with either other sports or anything else. I listen to six or seven different podcasts and they all have Christmas episodes and they might do something that we could maybe uh, do the same on here. So anyone with any ideas, let us know. Email for fox8podcast at gmail.com or contact us via the Facebook or Twitter at FFS Pod. They're the best ways of getting through to us. And any ideas you have about a Christmas episode or any questions, then let us know. And even if it's just a, a little suggestion, then why not just Are you going to share your ideas now or not? You no, do? because they're, they're, they, are, they are my ideas. And if anyone else says them, then I say, ah, oh, we can do that. Plus, we can discuss it later. Okay. But, uh, yeah, just something a bit different for the Christmas episode. Um, there we go. Anyway, uh, Leicester. So, Sunderland away. Why not have a prediction? Sunderland away. I think all is going to come good. We're going to hammer them. We're going to keep a clean sheet for a change. 3-0. You go for 3-0. I'm going to go for a 2-1 victory. Yeah, my t- head says 2-1. All right. So, okay. But so I'm not going with that you've head anymore. Nil. Three nil. I've gone three nil. Well, I'm going to go 2-1, braced by Jamie Vardy. Uh, he's going yes. to get off get off his, uh, his goal-scoring drought. Um, and obviously after this, we go to Porto. Now, whether we're going to have a podcast between now and Porto, um, we'll just have to wait and see. We'll have to see what the schedule is, whether you get trapped up in Scotland with Mark Perkins at a gymnastics arena. Snow, snowed, snowed in, in Motherwell, can you imagine? Jesus. Um, <laughs> so we don't know whether we're going to have a podcast in time for the Porto game, um, but we will have one around there or even the Man City game. Uh, and so we'll just touch on the Porto game. Uh, you said previously about having a completely changed team against Porto. Maybe not completely, but I think there's some players at Leicester City that deserve to have a Champions League appearance under their belts and this is the only chance that they're going to get to get one. 
I would give Matty James an appearance. Joe has had Champions League. He's he's come on as a sub, yes, hasn't he? Yes, he has. Indeed. Well, he came on again. Came against Porto at home, didn't he? Yeah. Um, Matty James missed an entire season, the Premier League title campaign. Yes, he got to dance around and lift the trophy up with all the rest of the players, but he didn't really. He wasn't really part of it. He was a massive, massive part of the great escape. Him and Cambiasso were the central midfielders that got us out of that mess. So you want Vajaleski to play as well? No, I do not. <laughs> no, I You just I said that don't. you want these players. Who, who... Yeah, and did I mention his name? No. No. He can, he can stay as far away from that football pitch as possible. Don't even put him on the plane in case he accidentally two-foots one of the one of our own players. I'll stop you there. Go on. What happens if he's hears that? Who, Vasilevsky? Mm. Then we will never do a podcast again that's presented by me and you because I won't be able to speak. Yeah, I, I, we could do one from A&E. It'd be a good one. Do you reckon? Yeah, yeah. Okay. But so so uh, you won't play. You'd play. You well, Ajara could be there. So you'd have Matty James. You'd have a completely different team. Um, the one thing you don't want to do though is go to Porto and lose five nil because you got to remember they're a good team. Yeah. Who but cares if, if we lose five nil? Well, that's true. That's true. Well, no. I mean, I'm saying just change a few. And and if if you're looking at King and Amati and he's saying they're not the right partnership, if Mendy's still got his ankle niggle. Uh, well, drink water. Drink water's not bad in the Champions League, is he? Um, I would think he is not. Anyway, I don't know. James, <laughs> James and another in central midfield. Mm-hmm. I think that would be a massive testament to him because he has been working so hard and had some setbacks. So I'd I'd start him. If Chilwell's fit, I think he deserves a run out in the Champions League. Yeah, he's back in training. Give Vuks a rest and. Uh, Maybe have Gray on one side and even Kapushka on the other side. And... Oh, stop it. Leave Kapushka, leave Vasilevsky. David Oldfield tempted... in midfield, Steve Maybe, Aguil, um, Phil G. I know Ben Luan's back to full fitness. Oh, God, no. Why not? We've not seen enough of him. L- lurch at the... You know, <laughs> <He's> not... <laughs> We've not seen enough of him to know what he's like. Chuck him in, see what happens. No, I'm not entirely convinced. I, I, he's a safer bet than Vasilevsky for me. Um... I'm... Ben Hamer, there we go, right? He covered Schmeichel really well when Schmeichel was injured in the last season. For Yeah, a few games last season. Would you play him in the Premier League instead of uh, Ron Robert? I don't think Zeele's done an awful lot wrong. He does lack that commanding ability that Schmeichel has, and he does lack the distribution ability that Schmeichel has. You know, um, like in, in Tom and Jerry cartoons? Yeah. You know when like uh, one of them is like Fritz and they kind of like jump in the air and like hover in the air, kind of shaking like, and, and like, like the Fergus. Yeah, spiky. the Fergus. That happens every time the ball gets played back to him. <laughs> what to you? No, to Ron Robert Ziegler. Oh, like, he, he <laughs> I is... thought it's you going. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, it's he's generally terrible with the ball at his feet rather than in his hands. Mm. Um, I you could play Ben Hamer. Is it a lot of the? To be fair, a lot of the goals that have been conceded. Aren't his direct fault? He's not made any clangers no, in goal. No. Um, it's but you just, can tell there's a sense of unease there. There really is. And Ben Hamer, we know he's a decent goalkeeper, and I'm pretty sure he fell out with Pearson. There was a big fallout there, weren't there? I think so. Um, he went off on loan and all sorts of stuff. Uh, but he did look decent. He yeah. really did. And and he deserves a chance because he's been again diligent. He's been the third third um, goalkeeper, which is never easy at a club because you know you've got. Uh, World Cup winner and and Kasper Schmeichel in goal uh, yeah. ahead of you. It's it's a difficult task to stick at. Now I can't speak for his um, his testament and his attitude when he's at training and stuff, but 
the goalkeepers are very much a union as well. So, I mean, Zeele's had his Champions League experience with us. Schmeichel's had a few games and will be our Champions League goalkeeper in the knockouts. Imagine that, just playing in, in, in Porto. That's it, yeah. Well, and these players deserve it, surely. If I said to you, the 12th of December, yeah, what does that mean? Halfway towards Christmas? No! Go on. To do with Leicester. Go on, I don't know. The 12th of that is the date of the Champions League draw. Is it? Blimey. Blimey. Knockout stages of the Champions League. The draw is on the 12th of December. I'm going to check what I'm doing right now, actually, on that day. <laughs> so, is it in the evening? Uh, I don't know about that. Uh, now, we, we've already mentioned who we'd kind of roughly like in, in previous episodes, but we might as well do it every single episode we have until then. Um, so go on in. Who would you like? Because obviously, by a week on Wednesday, we would know, we'll know yeah. who we're playing. Oh, sorry, uh, this Wednesday. No, a week today? A week today. We would know who Who's we're going to play. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so out of the player, out of the teams that we can face, who would you like Leicester to play? Not one of the good ones. Not one of the good ones. No. So one of the really poor last sixteen of the you Champions League. You know what I mean. So you... I don't want to play Real, Barca, Bayern, Dortmund. I don't want to play anybody that good because. I would rather have the caveat of being in the quarterfinals and then play them. I I would yeah. rather give us a fighting chance of getting through the last sixteen because yes, the last sixteen is the knockouts. It's out of the group. It's it's a it's a really really good achievement for Leicester City, first time in the Champions League. But Champions League quarterfinalists sounds so much better. It, it does. And I, then and then you're just like quarterfinal. This is a big game now. I I change every single day. Yesterday I was fully for Bayern Munich away, you know, in in the first leg and then back to the King that sort of thing. But uh, now I've kind of gone on the severe route to a brilliant. Or I think I, I'm definitely going to go with the 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 hashtag ABB. Anyone but Besiktas. That's uh, that's <laughs> the way. For, that's the way forward. <laughs> Could you tell my blank look then in that second of silence? Hashtag ABB. Uh, you're um, just thinking of it from a purely selfish perspective, because as soon as that draw's done, you're on Skyscanner flight checker, aren't you? Yes. And you so is everyone listening. Yeah, but you can't think of it like that. Yes, I can. You've got to think of it from a footballing perspective. That's what I'm doing. No, you're not. You, well, no, but I would like... <laughs> you're thinking, thinking of it from a holiday, holiday destination beer drinking perspective. Yes. I mean, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. Not at all. But um, I wouldn't like to go to Bacitnas. Um I'm sure it's a nice place. I'm sure it is, but um, I, we'll have to wait and see. And to be, to be honest, it doesn't really matter who we get because it's going to be a fantastic experience anyway. Uh, that's on the 12th of December. I'm pretty sure that's the 12th of December. I'm questioning it now because it was a while ago when I found out. So I've, uh, you know, I've been drunk since then. Uh, so it could be... <laughs> I've slept since then. Yeah, it could be... It could be I think, I'm pretty sure it's the 12th. Um, finally, and yes. if you've got anything else to add... No. Um, there is the uh, Leicester City Foundation Santa Fun Run. Now, normally that takes place in, in Leicester. Yeah. But this Sunday it's taking place, and it's going to be in Loughborough. You know who's doing the music for it? I make Goose. Is he? Yeah. <laughs> is Goose doing it? Yeah. Oh, dear. He was, at the, he was up at the bonfire. He, oh, making all the noise there as well. He was doing the bonfire, and um, my mate was the comp at it because I didn't want to do it. And... Um, 
because I I was doing something for the club the week after and I was working in all sorts of bits and bobs. But anyway, uh, and he was really nervous, um, this lad who was doing the company. He was very good, but he, he was really nervous. And uh, so I went up and uh, and he stood there and he's oh yeah, I'm really, really nervous. I've got to do like a sound check and all this sort of thing. So I said to Goose, I says, oh, um, the lad's really nervous doing all this stuff, so I just kind of wind him up. And I just stood and watched him for about five minutes kind of saying to uh, the lad, oh, you're doing it all wrong. And this, and, you know. Amazing. <laughs> you're a cruel and then, man. And he turned around to me, like the, the lad who was doing it, he looked at me and I was like, all right, Goose, how are we doing? And he's like, I can't believe you know him. You, you, didn't say, you never said that. Oh, I'm dead nervous. And I was like, yeah, Goose, this is so-and-so and so-and-so, you know. <laughs> nice. But anyway, the Santa Fun run. Um, Don't yeah, tell me you're doing it. Yeah, I do it every year in Loughborough. Anyway. Dressed as a Santa? Yes, everyone does it. Dress, you, you get a free Santa outfit and then you, you, you do the run. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but it's obviously everyone in red Santas because that's what it, it has been for years and years and years in Loughborough. It's, been a, it's quite a tradition in Loughborough. They've done it for years. Um, and obviously the Leicester, well, Leicester City do one for the Foxes Foundation and all that sort of thing. Um, but now they've kind of merged the two together. So Leicester are coming over to Loughborough to do the fun run. But everyone's in blue. So they're going to be half in red, half in blue. That'll look quite good, actually. Yeah. Do, you think, do you think the Loughborough locals won't be happy with it? I think there's going to be a lot of who aren't happy with it. Because there's over a thousand people doing it in Loughborough. So Mental. how many are coming from Leicester, I don't know. I'm obviously doing it again, but I'm going to do it in the blue one. Because you can pick. Um, good lad. So basically, anyone who's doing the Santa Fun run, A, good luck, and B, I'll see you there. You won't be able to... You, you pick me out. I'll, I'll stand out a mile because we're wearing a blue Santa outfit. So uh, that's... A joke that I have every single year. You'll see me because I'm wearing Santa outfit. A blue one. A, a, a few years ago, final story, um, a few years ago we did the uh, Santa fun run and I turned, this was when it wasn't starting in the town centre, so um, it was at the university, uh, the running track at Loughborough University. So you've got 1,500 people dressed as Santa, all in the same outfit. I was meeting my mate there. And his uh, and his girlfriend at the time, now wife. Um, and basically, as I got there, I realised that everyone's dressed as Santa. And no way so, for no And he didn't have his phone on him. So was this pre-mobile phones? You, no, no, no. This, this this was literally about two years. You ago. are quite old. And yeah. um, and so anyway, I turned around and took a, a selfie with all the Santas behind me, saying and put a joke something like, uh, "Don't you hate it when everyone wears or well, when someone's wearing the same as you or something like that?" And uh, unbeknownst to me, standing right behind me, and both of us didn't know until later that day when uh, your mate? yeah, we were sat at the bar and someone looked at the picture and went, "Jim, why are you standing behind Pete?" And we didn't. <laughs> And he didn't see him the no, whole time. No, and he stood right behind me when I took the picture. Well, I would say keep an eye out for Pete Selby on the Santa fun run, but yeah. he, you won't be able to see him. Well, good luck to everyone who's taking part, if you are. Um, if you're not, you can still enter. And it's only, a, it's only about three miles or something. It's not far. And it's brilliant. It really is good fun. It starts at like half 11 or, or something along them lines. Uh, Loughborough Town Centre, outside the town hall. Um, it runs up to the university and back to the town centre. So it's well worth going and doing. Uh, and basically, so go on the search for it on Google. You'll find all the bits and bobs. It's for charity. And it's a really good thing to do. Um, apart from that, that's about it. So 2-1 or 3-0 on Saturday against Sunderland. Vardy to score. Vardy to score. Anything could happen in Europe the next week, but it doesn't really matter because we've won the group. And we'll be back at some point, depending on when we can get to for Fox 8 HQ mm-hmm. and do the podcast. Yeah. In the meantime, 
anything about the new oh, about the Christmas episode, send through on the addresses that we mentioned earlier. Best one really is for Fox Eight Podcast at gmail.com. That's our email address. Any questions about the podcast, any suggestions about the podcast, anything at all that you want to send us, and, you know, send us abuse if you want, uh, email us and uh, and let us know. Apart from that, uh, what's this, episode 53? Yeah, signing off. Signing off. Up the city. <laughs>